Okay. Okay. This is Bridges for Music. Kid Funk, aka Alan Nichol, has played a vital role in South African electronic music and club culture over the last 20 years. He founded the Stay True Sounds label in 2015 to showcase South African hip-hop and electronica. Both of his albums have been held to high acclaim with support from the likes of Giles Peterson and Alex Bark of Jazzanova. His Selective Styles radio show started on national broadcaster 5FM in 2016, which won Best Dance Radio Show at the 2019 Dance Music Awards. He's the de facto spokesperson for Mzansi's electronic music scene and one of its proudest proponents. Please join us as one of our co-creators, Sange, chats with Kid Funk. Okay, hi everyone. You're speaking to Sange Nyala and we're at Bridges Academy in Langa. Today we have Kid Funk in the house. Kid, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Super pumped that you're here. Yeah, finally. Finally. You know? Yeah. So, you've been in the industry for over 20 years. What's the what's the one question like you always ask? Okay, there's two questions I'm always asked. One is, why are you so tall? <laughs> okay, which yeah. is, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, like, what do you say to someone? I was born this way. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, it's a constant <laughs> It's I, a shock. Yeah, yeah, people are, are properly shocked when they see me. Uh, and the next one is, how do I get my music to stay true sounds? Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can't fault them for asking me, right? No, you can't. Uh, I think stay true sounds are a very beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I think people have seen the work that it does and the lives um, that it's changed through putting out yeah. music. So mm. it, it does make sense why people want to be part of that. Yeah, it's really great. It's a really great movement. Um, and then, what can we expect from Stay True Sounds next year? <sighs> Gotta finish this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm like on the finishing run of this year. So, next year, I've got a, a really incredible album that I'm, I've already put quite a lot of energy into from an artist called MMK. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a rapper, singer, keys player, multi-instrumentalist, like completely left off center um so that'll probably come out in excuse me march i've got albums from t white uh in january already i've mm -hmm. got the atmos black remix of beats by hand chama music remix of beats but that's the gypsy woman song yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um i might as well hey the cat can be out the bag <laughs> i got atmos black and co to work on some stuff <sighs> together which i think we're gonna do two separate EPs. Uh, I've got four songs, we'll split them up mm -hmm. throughout the year. I'm into like March 2023 with the release schedule. I'm always working. Um, and there's so much great music to come out. I've got a Tim Deep EP in the bag. I've got a, who else? Mm. Wapo Gigi. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I've signed, I think five or six Wapo Gigi tracks. Then Statue Sounds Volume 5 is gonna drop, mm -hmm. uh, which is literally me curating and finding the best yeah. music from bedroom producers across the country. So that's like 15, 20 songs. So yeah, 
Lots of stuff. Lots. Always. And then how are we ending off the year? Is it the China album? Always. Okay. Anelka drops on the 9th of December. Exciting. And the week before album. that, Peace and Order by Andida Andy, also a full album. Mm -hmm. And then we just had Chronicle Deep last week, Friday. Great one. Hey, that <laughs> the clapbacks. Yeah. And then, yeah, what else have I got up my sleeve? Okay, yeah, there's, there's always stuff cooking. Mm. So how would you describe, like, how the year has been for Stay True Sounds? Good. I've put a lot of energy into a lot of things that have... Uh, 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 look, I think the business is working uh, in South Africa. Mm -hmm. My energy, my real focus is taking the business overseas. I kind of feel like there's enough ambassadors for the Afro-Tech sound and the piano sound. Yeah. Uh, and not enough for the deep space, which mm -hmm. is kind of where I'm putting my hand up and I'm going, cool, I'm going to put in the work to spread the, the word of what's going on yeah. in, my, in my musical space. So I've taken a lot of time, uh, end of last year, the tail end of COVID, and this year, traveling and just pushing my agenda, just pushing what I'm involved in musically mm -hmm. in South Africa, and more of that next year. But I think... You know, I'm seeing the labors of my work um, come to life through um, the work that I've done overseas. So hopefully, not hopefully, hopefully is a bad word. Yeah. We're going to start seeing some some movement in our space. China Chameleon is probably going to gig overseas and yeah, we're going to yeah, expand yeah. his brand and CEO and the likes of. So I think that's like the main objective. Yeah, that's great. And that's what this year has been focused wise. Yeah, you, yeah. This year you've been like on our necks, just consistently trying, talking. Trying, yeah. yeah. That's what we love because, exactly. you know, you don't want to sit. I mean, yes, we love the songs, but like when you're surprised, as in like drop another, we're like, yes, you know, <laughs> yes, give it to me. You know, exactly. we're always excited, man. Yeah. Um, so for a female, I'm trying to get into Deep House, and there's a few of us. And then female producers for Deep House. Like, Great. I've not advice? heard any female producers. That's what I'm trying to do. Any advice? I, I, I don't know. Just make dope music. That's always mm -hmm. my advice. Like, don't try to be someone else. Yeah. Do you. Don't try and produce or sound like someone else. Of course, admire and be influenced by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But always do you. I mean... Zita Moa sounds so different yeah. to <laughs> Jersey Well, who sounds so different to FK Mash, who yeah. sounds so different to Atmos Black, and all of them have got their thing. And I think that's um, what I'm looking for, is someone that can have a definitive sound uh, and stand out above everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, with me getting into Deep House and stuff, so there's that thing of, oh, there's no money in Deep House, like, oh, you're not going to make it, like, you're not going to make a living out of it. What do you feel about that statement? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's money everywhere. If you, mm. if, in any sphere of life, the more energy you put into something, mm. the more energy you get back. It can be deep house, it can be piano, it can be Afrotech. Mm. And I think if you put in the energy, then you'll have an outcome. But it's easy to just sit on your ass and say there's no money when you're doing nothing. Yeah. So the more you feed it, the more will come out. And that's 
what I believe with me and everyone else that has just been sitting in this room now, like Ralph Gum feeds the Ralph Gum machine with music yeah. and DJ sets and a commitment to the scene. Same with Christos, same with Vinny. And yes, there's people coming up, but they must hustle yeah. to get to and take those positions. Mm. FKA Mash was one of the kids in the room five years ago. Yeah. Where's he now? Because he's hustled. Mm. So I think, um, I don't think I know for a fact that when you put the work in, there's going to be results. But you need to be able to motivate yourself and get up every day and make sure that you're doing something towards achieving those goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's that whole thing of Cape Town versus Pretoria. So which one do you prefer? I didn't know that there was beef. There's they're not beef, but it like, there's, like always, beef. there's always that thing like for people to make it, you need to go to Joburg. That's the thing. Like, if you're from Cape Town, you need to go to Joburg and then bring it back. How do you feel about that concept? Mm. And why can't Cape Town do differently? I love Cape Town. I think Cape Town's got its own groove and its own thing. Mm. And I think it's very personal what the person wants to achieve mm. to where they'll be. But Dawson, Dawson is a thing in Cape Town. Yeah. He, he hasn't moved to Joburg, mm. and he's still a thing. He plays in Joburg, and he plays in Cape Town, and mm. he plays in Turpin, and he travels. So I don't think it's it's uh, specific to where you are. However, it probably could be maybe on, on the gig-wise a little bit more if you're in Josie, because mm-hmm. um, my reality is very different. Josie is a lot bigger, yeah. more events. Um, but again, I think it's something you just need to weigh up personally and see what you want. But I look at people in Cape Town and that I've been part of their world yeah. and I've seen them from infancy to where they are now and they seem to be doing fine in Cape Town. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I to answer, answer your question, I don't. I think it's very personal. Okay. I mean, that's understandable. Sure. Um, and then what was like, what's like your favorite memory on set? Which set? Any set. Well, in a DJ set? DJ set, yeah. So many, there's so many great memories of so many, like I've been doing this for a long mm. time and I love what I do. Like above the record label, above the radio show, above everything, like I'm a DJ at heart. That's, yeah. that's my love. And I love sharing music with people and I love people discovering music through what I do. Mm. Um, I, there are too many moments to, to even try and pick one, but I, I would definitely think my, my happy place is when I play something that I know no one has ever heard before and it's on the dance floor mm. and people just connect and I'm like, ah, I knew it. Like, <laughs> I knew that this track was special yeah. and I'm the one that's playing it to you for the first time. That's very rewarding for me. Cool. And what's Finn's favorite song now? Hey, Finn is not into music. <laughs> Finn... Finn is my, is my, my love, mm. he's my boy, he's my everything, but Finn's not at this moment in his life gravitating towards music, which is also totally cool, it, he doesn't have to, yeah. I don't put any pressure on him mm. to, his favourite song, I don't even know the artist, but I can go, the, the one that goes, what you know about rolling down in the deep, <laughs> that's his ultimate, so that's his favourite song. Okay, that's cool, um, and then... Like, what's your biggest challenge at the moment? Sure. 
I would say, without a doubt, trying to monetize properly mm. the music that I release. Not just for me, for everyone. Yeah. Because I look at someone like Alpeo and I'm so into his album. Yeah. And I was a huge part of putting that record together. And this guy has no money. He lives in a township in Limpopo. And we chat like once a week. And I just want to turn the, the money on for him. Mm. But there's only so much I can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? As me. To be able... And I want him to earn money off his craft. Yeah. It would be pointless me just giving him money. Because that means that he's not going to actually take what he's doing seriously yeah. i want him to fall and i want him to win and i want that for so many of the artists on the yeah. label and um every single day i'm trying to find a way um for us and i mean it's more than anything for artists to make money from the shit that they really love doing and like alpeo's he's a magician yeah. In my opinion, he's an absolutely incredible producer. And the thing is, like, the first album, I think, was a great introduction to people. Yeah. But I've told him, we're going to do album two and album three until we get to that place where I'm giving him a nice statement check yeah. and he can make the money he deserves. So I think it's a frustration, but it's also fuel that wakes me up in the morning and, and keeps me going because so many people deserve to be making good money from the craft that they, they yeah. make every single day. And I feel like I'm just like a conduit to it all. But how do you deal with like that pressure? I think it's mostly for myself. Guys mm -hmm. don't give me pressure because I'm not in the I don't take any money from their bookings. Yeah. I don't take any money from the stuff where I suppose the quick cash comes from. Yeah. You know, so China plays three, four, five gigs a weekend. I don't know what he charges, but that money's his. I, I don't take a cent from that, mm. although I've been a big part of the story and getting to, to where he is. I just want to deal with the music. And China's, like, he's doing, like, I don't know, I think he's in three, four million streams collectively. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at where he was two years ago to where he is now, he's doing pretty well. And I'm very happy to be part of that story, yeah. you know. Um, and he's also a relentless producer. He doesn't stop. So, um, like, m more... I suppose there are people that give me shit, as with any business where you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. Yeah. And I do deal with a lot of personalities. But I know what I do is honest, and I know my intention is right. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me in check, you know? So, like, how do you deal... Like, how do you take care of yourself mentally? Like, do everything? I do... I, I it, It's such a serious thing. Like, I think anyone that takes on a lot of responsibility yeah. in a lot of... And has to deal with a lot of different personalities. Mm. Uh, for me, I do, like, two or three walks a week, 5Ks. Um, one or two of them is by myself, depending on how much I actually need to, to, to breathe. Mm -hmm. And I need a lot of time to myself. So when my wife is at work and my boy is at school, I'll take like an hour and just go and walk and just be in my head. And that's generally when things connect and I'm able to get a, a broader 
um, look at what is actually going on. Because so many, there's so many moving mm. parts, so many, so much of the time, and I need to keep it moving and keep the parts connected for my life to keep going yeah. the same, the, the way that it is. Um, so walking is, is very, very helpful. And then I have a very close friend called Boisa. We've been friends for years. And we do a one hour, a one, once a week, two hour walk. So we go out and it's like a therapy session for both of yeah. us. And he's also just started a new business. He's in the entertainment industry, so he started a bar. And um, he tells me about all of his frustrations and I try and help him with my knowledge of business. And I tell him about all my frustrations and he helps me just being a supportive friend. And he's also got like some pretty human um, advice for me from time to time, you know. And that that's how I deal with it. I really, sometimes it does become a bit much, but I need time for myself to process. And that's how I process. Mm. So like how many or how much music do you have? <laughs> I got a lot of music and... Eh? It, music is like it just consumes me mm. it's just so much i mean the the way that music is consumed at the moment is ridiculous i mean back in the day you used to have to like get a record take that record out the sleeve put it on a platter take the needle if the needle wasn't broken put it on the turntable listen to the tune that was a process whereas now download spacebar you're in the song mm. Do I like it? Yes. Okay, <laughs> what do I do next? Do I like it? No, delete. Mm. Move forward. That's my process constantly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, a lot, a lot. I, I put out a lot of music. Yeah. I think we're on like a thousand lines on statue sounds and statue beats collectively. And I'm involved in a lot of music because of the radio show. So, yeah, just gang. Yeah, gang music. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, so like, what's the difference between stage two sounds and stage two beats? I had to make a, I had to put a line in the sand with the music that I was putting out. I tried to do it all on one label, and it didn't really work because in South Africa we have the deep house police who are quite militant <laughs> about how things, you know, are represented, and it mm -hmm. does make sense. Um, so stage two sounds is house or anything that sits in that 120, 115 space BPM. Mm. And then State True Beats is uh, all the kind of left off center, experimental electronic stuff. So there's a lot of like boom bap and uh, instrumental hip hop and Sio's put out a, quite a few projects because she wanted to do more experimental stuff. Yeah. MMK is coming out with his record on State True Beats. They're very defined, but the, the one common uh, thread is that it's all South African. Yeah, very important. It is, because I, I believe, you know, if you, if you look at the States or you look at Europe or, or any of these other continents, all of them have hundreds of labels like mine. Yeah. Whereas South Africa has mine and a few others, but like not putting out. These guys are not waking up and working like I work. Yeah. This is my full time job. The other guys that have labels, they're great labels, but they've got full-time jobs. The, the label is a, is like something they do on the side. Yeah. This is not something I do on the side. This is something I do all the time. So I treat it that way. But the thing is, we have the majors, and all they want is popular music. Yeah. And then you have a, a few other labels, and you've got State Tree Science. And State Tree Science has taken up the space of House Africa and Soul Candy. So essentially, for Deep House, there's one output, and that's me. And that's also why I release so much music, because guys in South Africa don't 
there's not too many labels to pick from. And I think Stay True Sounds, you get a lot of extra mileage when you sign a record to Stay True. Mm. You're going to get plays on my radio show. You're going to get booking Spring Fiesta possibly because we have a, a Stay True Sounds dance floor there. Yeah. There's a whole ecosystem that I feed into and that I put the music into. But I've got to dig the music first, which I think is very transparent when yeah. you listen to the catalogue. It all has a common thread, mm. you know? How does it feel being that guy for South Africa? I, I kind of knew this is where I would be. I've got articles that were written about me years ago, like 10, 15 years ago. Mm. And I was always like, this is, you know, I see myself as the tastemaker for South Africa. And it feels good. I just feel like, like I've said before, like it's a responsibility I take seriously, but... Um, I'm not done. I've still got so much work to do, mm. you know? And when we host our first Statue Sounds event in London, I'm going to feel like we're getting things done and it's going to happen. So it's just it about time. Yeah, it will happen. Yeah, it will. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to listen back to this interview. You heard it now. Exactly. So what do you think is the next step for Deep House in, in South Africa? I don't think there's... I think, like, producer is king in SA. Mm. I think the production level is just, it's at that level where it can actually, like, start playing in the international space. We always looked out. Yeah. We were always like, ah, at jazz, ah, Charles Webster, ah, now these guys are looking at us going, oh my God, these guys are amazing because yeah. we are. I think I just need to keep pushing my agenda on that front. And uh, I think Deep House, in some way or form, whether it be, I think it will always be niche and speak to a small audience, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to start making some noise overseas because the producers are just that good. I know, that's right. 100%. <laughs> oh, drops my... <laughs> if you want to listen to these conversations live, and have access to this incredible community, you can join us at our physical campus, the Bridges Academy in Langa, South Africa. A revolutionary learning space where you will find courses on music, entrepreneurship, film, DJing and much more. For more information on how to apply, visit bridgesacademy.org. So with that, like, there's always the question of how to stay relevant. Do you think... For Deep House, like, do you need to stay relevant? No, I've never once woken up in mm. the morning and gone like, oh, I need to, like, get a Prada bag for my Instagram shoot. <laughs> like, that's not relevant mm. for me. I think the music speaks for itself. People yeah. get excited about the music. If you're putting out dope shirts or I've got a dope radio show, that's me being relevant. That's me yeah. being true to what is currently going on. And I think me being on top of what is coming out musically in my space keeps me ahead of the game. Cool. I also think like, for especially for Deep House, like you can listen to a song from like 20 years ago and it's still a banger. 100%. You know, like for that relevancy thing, it's like, mm, it has its places, but like, I don't yeah. feel like Deep House is that place for it. Sure. And then I want to know like what catches your attention in terms of music? Like just... Yeah, it's, it's honestly, I mean, it sounds so cliche because I, I wrote a song about it, but like, it's, it's, a, it's about a feeling. Mm. 
if a, if it moves me, then I'm gonna sign it. I need I need some emotional connection to mm. the music, and generally that's always what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that high. It's like it's like what drugs give you, but through audio. Yeah. And when I get that, when it kicks in and it, <gasps> then I know. And there's just too many. There's so much soul in the music that we release in, in South Africa because we come from a very soulful background yeah. in my space. So, like, with all these things that you're doing, <clears throat> like, when do you find time for your music? Oh, it's becoming more and more difficult, to be honest. Um, but I've got a production partner, Johnny, who lives in Wales, yeah. all the way in the UK. And when I travel, we take time to focus. But, but by the time I get there, I generally have, like, a, a number of ideas that we can start unpacking and putting together. Um, but it is becoming more and more uh, difficult and less about me. Like, I'm becoming more and more of a label guy than mm. I am an artist. Do you know what I mean? Which is fine. Maybe, fine. I, maybe I release one song a year. And that's going to be fine. Okay. As long as I can what? release like another hundred songs from amazing artists, yeah. then it's fine. One kid funk song a year, sure. J in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we need more. We need more, <laughs> We need more. We really need more. I mean, we're like, we miss you, man. Thanks. We like, J next year, please. Yeah, I also, like, like I said, like, the, the real heart of me is a DJ and playing other people's records, mm. you know? That's always been my thing. And then there's the other debate of exclusives and shazamable songs yes like they say djs should play especially deep house djs should play like only exclusives but like i don't feel like that should be the thing like at least have like a mix you know yeah i think there's no rules in music there's no rules mm. so what one person says works for them but i can do completely the opposite yeah that's what works for me i know what makes me relevant is the fact that i can play shit no one else can play because I'm in the I'm in that position with yeah. the radio show and with the record label, but that's also my job, and that's how I grew up. I grew up listening to a whole bunch of DJs that could play shit that I never heard of in my life, mm. and that's what got me excited. Oh my gosh, he just played this thing; it was amazing. How do I find that song? Ah, that created hype, and I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that puts you onto the next thing. Because mm. I feel like for like for the conversation like that's happening is. Like, that's what used to happen back then. Like, you would hear a song, be like, oh my God, I want it, I can't find it. Mm. So, like, people are trying to bring that element back, of which you can't because it's such a more digital thing now. So, yeah, I like that answer. Also, like, what do you think makes a good DJ or a great DJ? I think there's a certain amount of technicality that I admire. Uh, and then there's a certain amount that actually that I couldn't care less for. Because mm -hmm. for me, it's music first. So if you are playing music that's thought out and amazing and turns me on, I think you're a good DJ. Still, so it's the music. Always. No checks. Number one. No gimmicks. No. Just make me dance. No, make it's cool. To, it's cool. Like, there's so many DJs in this country that are amazing at doing effects. Mm. But, like, as long as the music is on point... For me, that's my thing. I just want you to play dope shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
all that other stuff is cool. It's the frills. But like, can you listen to those frills in 10 years' time? No, mm-hmm. you just want to listen to the song. So, but I, I understand their, their purpose for the event at the time. It's exciting. But my goal is always to showcase the best of what's going on now. And what do you think is missing, like now, in the deep house scene? Girls. <laughs> Come on now. Mm. Like, how many, how many gigs must I go to on the weekend where it's just guys drinking beer? Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Tell like, and like, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely part, it's a South African thing. But like, the music we play is so beautiful and, mm. and emotive and, and it's just a bunch of dudes like nodding their heads, which is cool. <laughs> That's my space. I'm grateful for it. But yeah. we definitely need more girls uh, up, in, up in the spot, without a doubt. Yeah. I don't know how to change that. But you've got a nice scene here in Cape Town. I mean, I see plenty of girls at We Are Sunday. Yeah. I think it's a different type of space. Um, but I, I would dig to be playing for more female energy. I feel you. Yeah, man. That's what I'm trying to hit, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you still have time? Okay. Um, what else? Um, did you have a chance to look at the uh, BA? The thing that we're doing yet, the music MBA. Like, did you have a look no. at what we're doing? No. Okay, so basically here at Bridges, you learn how to DJ, but only like for a month. And then the main focus is on producing. And we have Kevisto here who helps out with that. Um, what do you think of the space of Bridges so far? I like it. I, I, it looks beautiful. To be honest, I've mm. been trying to get to here for a long time. Mm. I've been very curious to see... Uh, what's happening here. I believe State True Sounds, in a sense, is doing something similar without all of the stuff. Yeah. You understand? Like, you guys have got a lot of stuff here, which is great. A lot of stuff my producers, when I say mine, the producers that come through State True Sounds could probably use. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I would love for us in some way or manner to form some sort of collaboration moving forward because I believe that we are doing similar uh, work. Mm. Yeah, so I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I finally made it to Bridges. We are happy to have you here at Bridges. <laughs> um, and then what was the question I wanted to ask? Uh, selective styles. Yes, ma'am. How do you pick your songs? Are you like... Hmm, today I feel like playing this vibe or do you like set out a playlist but okay this week it's this song so I get sent a lot of music so what I'll do is I'll, I'll download music in the course of the week and then generally come Thursday morning all the music would just be sitting in my download folder and I have Bandcamp as well so what I do is instead of downloading music on Bandcamp I put mm-hmm. everything into my baskets then on Thursday I'll wake up when everyone's out the house. I sit down. I'm like, okay, it's selective stars time. Mm-hmm. I open all the folders that I've downloaded and I go to Bandcamp and I literally go through my basket and see what I really want and what I don't. And then I'll buy X amount of stuff and then that lands up in my download folder. So essentially, I'm just working in folders. Then I start going through the music that I've purchased and the music that I've downloaded. And it's quite a quick process. I'll listen to stuff, and if it moves me, it lands up in iTunes. Whatever's in iTunes will land up somewhere at some point. Okay. 
If I don't like it, bye-bye. <laughs> and I move on and I move on. Mm -hmm. So then I land up with 20, 30 songs in iTunes and I take those songs and I put them into a folder for Selective Styles for that week. That's outside the guest. Yeah. So this is just me picking stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I take those songs and I curate it. And the first things that I need to do is whenever Selective Styles comes on, I want to make sure that there's a shift in the frequency that's coming through your, your, your speakers yeah. as a music listener. So I'll always make sure that the first song is that. So it's super important that I find that song for the week that is going to change the mood, change the frequency, change everything about your listening experience at that time. And I get that right. And then from there, there's a slow build up with new music from different genres mm -hmm. in the lead up to mix one and two. And those mixes are generally put together quite quickly. And that's a mixture of whatever's like I'm working on at the moment, plus music from other people. So there'll be some stay true sound stuff yeah. and there'll be some stuff that I get from other labels. And in the short kind of way of explaining it that that's how I do it and then I, I, I'll pick someone in my mind that I've either been playing a lot of on the show or that has something that really excites me coming up as a guest and 98% of the time they are a producer because I want it's very important for me to showcase what's going on in the underground scene in South Africa and that's what Selective Styles is there for it's a platform for us to listen and discover these artists together yeah so the music that you select for um selective styles do people like email you or like how do you get the music there's a lot of ways like i said the one is mail mm -hmm. and i'll go through stuff the other one is Bandcamp. where i'm discovering i'm actually looking out to yeah. see hey if you got stuff if you got stuff um there's plenty ways and then like i've got like a a bunch of friends and even guys in the State True Sounds camp that mm. send me music. FKA Mash sends me music. And then I, if I'm at gigs, I'll hear shit and I'll be like, yo, how do I, like, I need that. Then I'll mm. hug that person. Oh, you need to give me that. Then I've got, I'm on promo lists around the world. So there's numerous ways. But the one thing I don't do is, is generally just open up promos because I don't really get promos. Mm -hmm. But there are ways, like I said in, in my talk now, if, if you're making amazing stuff, inevitably, I'm going to find you. At least amazing stuff in my space, you know? Mm -hmm. If you're making amazing stuff that speaks to a, a, a different language to state sounds, I'm sure I'm not look, even looking yeah, after yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, what do you do for fun besides music? <laughs> besides music? Trainers is my thing, eh? I spend a lot of time looking at trainers online. Um, yeah, that's honestly, my wife has had enough. Um, yeah, I, I've always loved trainers. And I, I think like the older I get, the more like I'm into it. I love art, this specific artist that I grew up um, like really admiring where I can afford some of their prints now. Um, yeah, like I love walking. I love my family, spending time with my family. Yeah. I've got a very close knit, my wife and my son, and travel. Like, I love traveling and I love showing people what's going on in SA. It excites me because it's like a sincere, like, genuine yeah. enthusiasm for what's the space I'm in. Like, what's the weirdest encounter you've had? <laughs> from like a fan or yeah. from like. 
Ah, uh, there's been some strange ones. Eh? <laughs> wow. Um, I think like in my early, early, early days when I was DJing back in Johannesburg, like some chick came up to me and she was like, please, can you play something good? That'll always stick with me because like that's like the ultimate diss. <laughs> like that is like the highest form of like diss. How did you take it? I was like, I did take it quite personally because mm. I was like, I suppose I'd take it personally mm. now as well. Um, but I knew musically she wasn't as advanced as where I was and I was playing something that wasn't 4-4. So it was structurally, it was a little bit broken, what I was playing. And I literally mixed in a 4-4 track because I knew that that's where she wanted to be. And then she was like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. So uh, I dealt with it by, in, in a sense, kind of pleasing her, which I shouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, but I was very young at the time. But yeah, I, I suppose that was the highest form of um, a diss that I've ever had. And like, what influences your fashion? Like, how you dress? I've, I'm, a, like, I'm a child of hip-hop. I've always, like, before house, there was hip-hop. Mm. And experimental trip-hop. Like, that was really the music that I grew up and loved. And acid jazz and Jamiroquai and, like... Wu-Tang and Dilla and Farsad and Mostef and Salib Kweli and Black Thought and mm. the list goes on and Mo Wax is a huge part that's a record label I grew up listening to that a lot of the art that I'm into comes from artists that they commissioned to do work back in and that that's my history mm. and a lot of that stuff is is very much in street fashion at the moment like Futura 2000 has done stuff with Virgil who is like the street fashion king and Futura 2000 is like 65 now you know I grew up before there was Virgil yeah I, I, I suppose I'm, I'm, a, I'm like Virgil Virgil was influenced by all these people and so was I so I, I draw my inspiration very much on my history and the, the it hasn't changed much since I was a kid I can even I show my wife pictures of me when I'm 13 she's like you dress exactly the same. And I'm 43. And yeah, it's always been that way. I've always been into street gear. I've always been very influenced by hip-hop culture. At least the 90s hip-hop culture. Mm. You know what I mean? Like quite raw streetwear. I'm, I'm not really into like the bling mumble stuff. <laughs> Is it like why that guy, Um, you see like there was a guy that walked up to and was like, I love your music, but you're just, you're just like a screw-screw. Screw screw. <laughs> Probably like the I'll always be the screw screw DJ. It's fine. Which is I don't care. That's my thing. Yeah, and and that's very much who I am. I've, I, that's that's I was brought up. Fashion was always a priority for me. At least the fashion that I like yeah. was a priority for me growing up, and it always will be. So that's just who I am. Do you think like it's it's important for how you dress to match what you do? Not necessarily. Mm. I think it's just important to be yourself, regardless of what that is. I don't think, I mean, uh, Oscar and Bo has got his thing going on. Yeah. And I think it, he he is a deep house DJ. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his lane that works for him. Yeah. And Vinny is Vinny. <laughs> you know, Vinny. exactly. Yeah. And that's his lane. I don't, there's no rules. Mm. You can make up your story as you go and whatever works for you. And this works for me, you know. Cool. Stay true. That's Stay it. True. Thank you so much, Kid Funk. We really enjoyed having you here today. And we can't wait to have you back at Bridges. Thank you so much. Thank you. Finally.
I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we do making them. Remember, if you'd like to attend any of these workshops live, enroll in any of our upcoming programs. To support the work we do, you can find more information on bridgesformusic.org. Please don't forget to subscribe as we'll be bringing new inspiring conversations soon. Until next time, keep safe.